Tabletop Time. I'm Rob. I'm Dave. I'm Jed. And I'm Jazza. And today we're starting episode one of Sunder. And it's very, very exciting uh, as I hand over the campaign narration reins to Jazza and we're all in for a treat in this Chuck them up. Go long. Up here. Oh, I got him. And if you enjoy the visual feast that is our YouTube live streams and YouTube recorded videos of our campaign, we have an audio smorgasbord available for you at its tabletop time slash podcast. Go check out our podcast at all places you can get your podcast goodness. And uh, make sure you check a follow. It really helps the channel out if you subscribe and follow and do all the button clicks on those platforms. And if you enjoy chatting to us, we are live on Twitch. Um, all of the details are on Twitch. We talk to you guys and we love hearing your feedback. So please come and see us. It's always a great time hanging out with you guys. Hell yeah. Uh, it's been almost a year since we came back. How weird How is that? Started. We might not have started a year ago, but we were in talks for it. We had our first meeting. We, no we're stream. almost like, you know, it's coming yeah. up on when we were like about to do a Seraphim, Son of the Seraphim. Yeah. And when you look at the quality of what we're putting out now compared to that first episode, which was very like, it's been this journey. But the one thing that's been consistent is the reason is the, the the main provider of us being back. Really, it wouldn't it be possible to have the quality we have uh, that we do right now, and we've been able to have thanks to Black Magic, our, our, our one of our main sponsors. They've provided all of the equipment and cameras and everything we needed to have this absolutely insane setup that you've put together for this uh, as well as all of our video editing is done on their free software yeah. so the biggest of thank yous to black magic huge thank check you check them out our first sponsor which yeah. is pretty cool mm-hmm. to think about yeah. so and a huge reason we were able to come back and in, in this quality so thank you black magic and our other sponsor is world anvil uh, which is uh, what we use to build the campaign. I have been diving into it. We're discovering new features every day that we're having a lot of fun with and we share a little bit live every now and then too. Uh, and it's also worth mentioning that the uh, this whole series and all of our videos uh, are brought to you by our patrons uh, who make all of this possible as well. And we have after parties after every episode. So after you join us live, we also have private Discord after parties where we just chat privately with our patrons. Uh, so that's a, an extra good time. And it really, I think it's nice for all of us. We like debrief a bit and like, oh, you sort of have that thing yeah. after a session where you just sort of got a bit of a buzz and you need to just yeah. debrief a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's needed. Uh, I, I remember being very late at night and jumping into the ones I could for reboot. But being like, oh, it's 1am. I need yeah. to get to bed because yeah. I have work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually a huge point worth mentioning Hmm. as we start this new campaign like let's just take a moment to appreciate that we are in a studio recording a professional quality campaign and we are at this point where it's during the day the work day yeah this is my work day this is this is huge so thank you everyone who's watched any episode contributed in any way and just shared your thoughts and enthusiasm we really appreciate it Hmm. on whatever platform you join us and whatever way you participate or contribute thank you so much And we sincerely hope that as we begin this next journey, you uh, you enjoy it with us. So no pressure. <clears throat> Let me just get the ball rolling. So where we last left off... Let me just preface by saying I'm actually referencing episode zero. That was a patron exclusive, but <laughs> we did, we already did sort of like a bit of a warm up. So I'm going to start the story for everyone who obviously couldn't join that um, and we'll jump into it. But for those of you who also don't know, there is a world introduction episode and video that is on uh, YouTube and streaming 
platforms and blah, blah, blah. Um, so if you want a little bit more of the exposition and the character intros at depth, please go check that out. But we're actually going to jump right into the story as if it's a book and you'll learn about the characters as we go through it and you'll learn about the world as we explore it. We begin with Catalina, who has been uh, travelling from uh, outside the capital, a trade district, all the way to this far northwestern town called Felton, uh, a fairly recently revitalised trade town as the Barrows, the northern mountain mining, uh, peaceful but oppressed people have been trading with the Phelan, the uh, the desert-dwelling, uh, mysterious and very wealthy um, outsiders. Mm-hmm. Now, Catalina is a Thanissian from across the sea um, who is an art trader and is being sent to Felton to facilitate and verify various art trades um, and has been accompanied by someone uh, also a Thanissian travelling in small groups, a uh, gentleman by the name of Adelard who uh, is sort of assigned to escort you and then also go off about his duties, probably to go help as a farmhand or uh, be a musician or something. Yep. But as you're approaching the town, you see a plume of smoke in the far distance. It's late in the afternoon. You've been travelling all day. Um, it's been a full day's journey and you're quite tired. And as the sun starts to show those hues of red and orange as we head towards that sort of late afternoon. There's an eerie sort of silence. And from the distance where you see the town gate up ahead of you, there is a woman running running away, covered in soot, screaming and crying. Mm-hmm. Screaming, help, help! It's the... The king, the king of flames has left his mark and we're all doomed. And she's running and she runs past you. Okay. Completely just frantic and does terrified. A, does Aelud try to stop her or anything or is he just... He looks as shocked as you do. Yeah. Um, Felton off in the distance, a fairly established town, looks unharmed. Um, but it seems like the giant plumes of smoke are from a little further to that. Okay. Do I know anything about this King of Flames person? You've never heard that never heard it? before in your life. Okay. Um, I turn to Aelad and say, let's go. This is certainly an interesting development. And he heads with you towards town. I'm going to cut from this moment across uh, to Brick and Delvin, but not before I show... Catalina. This is Catalina, our lovely portrait of Catalina. And then we're going to then introduce you all to Delvin and Brick. Delvin and Brick have also been involved in a trade in a different sort. In fact, what has happened is uh, the imposing figure of Brick, uh, a very unfamiliar one to those who are from Greydale, is far more familiar to the Phelan people, the desert dwellers from far across the Andal Plains. Brick is a Phelan cool, a coldish slave breed uh, owned by the Phelan and turned into mighty, silk-laden, imposing warriors deeply within their control, psychologically, emotionally, very deprived and uh, utilised as instruments for building and, and... um, war 
in theory. <laughs> Though there has not been one yet, it is rumoured uh, that they have been honing the Phalen Cold into weapons. One of these weapons, Brick, was assigned as a companion to Delvin, a trader uh, who has been gaining a lot of money going back and forth between uh, the Felton and the Barrows in art trades and gold trades, uh, loads of very, very lucrative um, trades um, facilitated by Edgar. This last trade, this recent trade, I should say, um, where uh, Brick was assigned as a companion was a very highly valuable one. Um, Though uh, Delvin has not had any of the details of what has been traded, he certainly knows it's his greatest commission involved ever. He's very excited, I would imagine, about uh, the payoff. But also it seems equally excited to have a very large and interesting foreign bodyguard who has accompanied him on this journey over the course of about four days to the Barrows and back. Now, Delvin and Brick have just journeyed back and have arrived at Felton and stand at what once was the sprawl of Phelan tents and ornate uh, encampment buildings but now arrive at something a little more devastating. Standing in the middle of an ashen landscape as the hot red sun starts to set through the smoke, there is nothing remaining of where Brick was meant to return home to, where the trade was meant to be delivered to. And this seems a very bad omen for a number of reasons. There has been a tenuous balance barely kept in place between Great Ale and Felmore. But it seems with the only connection point between Felmore and this uh, portion of the continent being seemingly burnt to the ground, this is, you assume, either a declaration of war or some sort of betrayal or something devastating but you certainly know it wasn't seemingly a decision on Felmore's part because you're surrounded by burnt bodies many of them quite large your own size brick you stand what's going going through your head yeah oh god this is not right Something has happened here. We must find out what. What's going through your head? Oh, no. Uh, you gotta stay calm, Brick. Stay calm. It's a fine. Everything will be fine, Brick. I can't have you panicking like this. Uh, I'm gonna look around. Is there anyone moving or is everyone dead? You seem to be in a wasteland. Uh... It's only re- it's still quite hot. The air around you is quite hot, but it only has gotten to the place where, um, though it, it is much hotter to you, Delvin, than it is Brick, who has never been bothered by heat. It's hard to stand in, but you've been looking around uh, for any signs of life or what's happened. Um, but it, it will only have been recently a place that a human could walk into and not be injured. 
So this is recent. Are there bodies? There are lots of bodies. Is anyone human? Uh, seemingly Phelan. And you, you can see... In fact, both of you, let's let's get the dice moving. Roll a perception check, both of you, please. You can ask a question, Dave. I was just going to say, is there, like, a crowd forming? Like, what about the people from Falmore? Like, what's the sitch? That's a good question. Let's see how the perceptions go. Very badly. Well, very, very, very badly. Okay. I'm too busy looking at the bodies and worrying yeah. about money. Yeah. One. Two. two. You got two. Brick is more perceptive than Delvin in this situation, who seems to be very panicky. Um, emotionally, how would you justify I that? Role? I wouldn't say panicky, just distracted. Okay. Like I'm not. I'm looking it's at. A lot I'm like out. thinking in my head, like doing that stress. Like okay, okay. Like this deal has just gone very poorly. Um, how do yeah. I fix this? Yeah. But I'm more worried about the future trade. Then this is my trade network, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't notice much. You do notice that there are some valuables around. These are failing. There is gold <laughs> that did not burn or get destroyed in the in the flames. Uh, and Brick is the one who first notices that there are, there is the beginnings of activity, which may be the equivalent human equivalent of vultures, knowing that there are valuables that may be gained. But um, there is one person slowly walking towards you. Do you bring him to Delvin's attention because you notice him first or do you just wait? I, I, I was going to ask, like, if there's dead failing around, do I recognise any of them? The bodies are too burnt. Cool. Uh, it's unlikely. You will have known roughly where the different encampments and tents were and you were most likely standing near or at the tent or encampment that you were assigned from. Okay. Uh, this was the only equivalent of a home you've, had while uh, travelling across here to okay. to Great Owl. Cool. Um, look, I'm just going to be on guard. guard. I'll have my weapon out before me if people are approaching. Yeah. There is one gentleman approaching. Do you bring him to, to Delvin's attention? Or... Delvin. What is it, my man? And I look up. I nod towards the mm-hmm. approaching man. It is someone you recognise, Delvin, mm-hmm. as the... Assistant uh, to your employer, okay. um, who is quite old and unable to manage himself. Mm-hmm. Um, this man is very large and strong. Mm-hmm. Not quite brick large and strong, um, but he is the arms and hand of this old man. I stride straight over to him, meeting him very close, like walking within his sort of two-foot radius. Mm-hmm. Um and, so, and talk very quietly to him in that hushed, like, we're surrounded by dead bodies kind of, like, gotcha. discreet sort of fashion. Yeah. His name is Pemble. Okay. Pemble, what the hell's going on here? Jelvin, there's been a declaration from uh, the king. There were messages sent all around. Hards believe that for four days you've been... Well, it's only happened yesterday, but... This fire started last night and uh, the king had already proceeded to send his letter around the kingdom declaring himself king of flames just about an hour or two before the entire sprawl went up in huge flames. People couldn't see it for... couldn't get near it to save their life up until recently. This ain't his city to burn. 
seems he thinks there are lots that there is to burn, because this isn't the only one way I've heard. But uh, this means a lot as far as the balance goes between, uh, well, you know, things have been rough between Felmore and Greydale. Something tells me there's a war coming, and it's not What's far this away. Guy? Is this guy Graydon by descent? He's he's more Barrowland than Grey. Okay, yeah, he Thank he's you. sort of lived up in that sort of Felton most of his life. Well, <clears throat> we got to make sure that they don't think the Barrows are on the side of Greymore. Oh, Gre- Greymore, Greymore is correct, right? Greydale. Greydale. Yeah. Why did I say Greymore? It's all right. <laughs> Felmore. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all we'll the name. Like, I've been struggling with it too sometimes, but it's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How. How we uh, proclaim our sides, I don't know. And how we figure out who's in charge. God knows the Barrows is the only place that doesn't have a clear leader. Anyway, Edgar's beside himself. How the... You've got the... And he looks around for something you're carrying. It's... It's undamaged. I should hope so. And it was verified on your end too, I hope. It was. There was... During the meeting, there was like a, you know... Indeed. All right, well, that's a silver lining. He's going to want to see you immediately. He normally wouldn't want to be left alone, but I had to get to you as soon as possible. Follow me. And the... Hey, Brick, would you mind handing that box over to my man here? Oh, uh, he looks at you sort of like... All right, uh... It's a very large, very heavy box, so he's going to have to roll. If, if Brick's willing to let it go, you're assigned to protect it, right? I, I, I wouldn't consider that. He, yeah, he looks, he second guesses. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't consider the trade done until we see Edgar. So uh, perhaps you best keep your protection over the trade. I will hold on to it for now. Look, you, if you want to uh, get a scope of the place for a few minutes, that should I be will, fine. Just keep an eye on the goods. I want to make sure there ain't no vultures picking over bodies here. Oh, there will be. Well, we got to stop it. The only way we're going to set things right with Felmore and make sure we're not on the chopping block is if we make sure we treat these dead right. He leans in and says, I don't think there's nothing we can do to stop hands that are getting sticky and they've been waiting. I think we should deal with our time as we as best we can. This gold is going to be in someone's hands and it's not going to be from organised hands. It's going to be from the greedy, quick ones. <laughs> Not a great way to respect the dead, I know. Delvin grumbles and then says, let's get this business sorted first, I guess. Start to um, stride away. Stride off back into town. Let's return to Catalina. What was old mate's name? Pemble. 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 All right, I'm putting that in my scrapbook. Yay. Catalina arrives in town and walks in, and there is a strange feeling in the air. Uh, you've been to this town before. Uh, you've, Though you're relatively new to the art trade and verification of art goods, um, it's never been like this. And obviously the plumes of smoke and this screaming woman suggest something significant has happened. Mm-hmm. There is a bustling. There are a lot of people. Some people seem to be packing up to leave town immediately in a frantic, panicked way. Even though it's the end of the day, doesn't seem to be worrying people. Even though there has been banded activity, 
stirring up along the outskirts of the forests. People are putting that to the side to, to pack up and go. Some okay. are some seem to be clamouring to um, some seem to be grabbing baskets and heading off in the direction of the smoke. And many others are just worried. Some crying. That's some a little stoic. But there is everyone is is dealing with something right now okay. and you're not quite sure what is there any like town guard or of authority yeah there? there's sort of like normally in towns in great l there are gray guards but this is a weird outsider sort of town mm. it's not quite this is more a barrowan town than a great l town yeah. uh so it's more of a militia there are yeah, sure. i'd say there are a couple but most of them are quite distracted seemingly trying to keep some semblance of peace. A couple look like they're on the verge of running off themselves, but um, roll a perception check. See what you can notice. Four, a three. Cool, good roll. You do notice uh, a militiaman about, you know, stones throw away, uh, mm-hmm. just r- warning someone, um, saying, are you sure it's a, it's a rough road and the bandits, but, uh, you know, he's tying down their cart now, assisting a townsperson. Yep. But seems calm enough to speak to. Sure. Um, also, do I know who I'm here to see? The name of the person? Yes. Yeah, his name is Edgar. Oh, Edgar. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Cool. I will approach him. Uh, how can I help you, miss? Um, I've come into town for some business and uh, everyone seems a bit hasty. What's oh, going I, on here? Uh, I might warn you to go back the way you came. Uh, I wouldn't think any business would be carrying forward as normal. You haven't heard? No, I've been on the road for ages. The king... The king has declared himself the king of flames and, uh, well, as good as declared war, burnt down the entire Phelan sprawl. It's a bit drastic. What's even more drastic? I'm going to roll destiny for this. Eight. There are whispers about how he did it. Not normal. Not with conventional means. That's all I know, but the rumours are far and wide. Some think he... Some think he appeared himself in a cloud of fire. Others think he had conspirers do the work for him, but there is... There is a tone of agreement that, um... That is magic. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. So what is the fare of this town? Well, I mean, it's a town. It'll continue if it can, but, um, well, I'm staying, and I know some who are. Perhaps it would be best to put yourself in and in for the night and get some rest, uh, wrap up your business neatly, and then head back the way you came. No worries. If there's a war, he's, he sort of mentions as you start to turn away, this will be the first place to go. But God knows I'm here to defend it. Thank you for your time. He nods. He goes back to tying down the cart. I kind of look over at, at Aelin and I'm like, this is pretty serious. This is unfathomable. Hmm. I uh, I was only meant to be here for a, a few days, but I don't feel right leaving you unhelped. Uh, perhaps I should 
find an in with you so you can get settled and make sure you, uh, perhaps uh, he looks like he's overstepping his bounds offering to assist wrapping up your business with you so you could go back but you know that a Phoenician man should not step in to mm. uh, in any, any sort of diplomatic way it's not his place do not feel it's your responsibility or your duty to stay with me if you don't feel comfortable you are more than happy to welcome to leave I at least let me see you safe uh, the inn you he looks a bit out of his depth he's never been to this town yeah. <laughs> he, came, he came here to accompany you you know where the inn is and hmm. you know you'll be okay or you know yeah, yeah. more than he would so he just looks uncertain about any everything right now. I, what what do I? He looks to you for instruction. I'm going to put my arm on your shoulder, like companion wise. He's holding back tears. Yeah, I say, return home. I'm sure there are caravans. There are people you can go with that will protect you. You'll be okay. Very well. I will be fine. And he turns to the cart that the soldier was tying up, and he yeah. says. I will assist these people. At least I can keep someone safe. Thank you for everything you've done. You've been a good friend to me. Thank you. And uh, he, you don't know him really. You've travelled with him for, for two days mm. um, on assignment. But he does. He, he has seen you be a very persuasive and uncharacteristically calming and... Uh, influential person mm-hmm. emotionally and he he says um i wish you all the best of luck and surely if there is any place that could benefit from your wonderful skills it is this place I, all the best and he nods and heads off back to the that caravan cool um i'm gonna go to the inn and check in and then my next move is to go find edgar Gotcha. Pretty much as soon as possible. Great. So we're going to duck back to Delvin and Brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you arrive at the town. You actually pass that. I wouldn't say a crowd rather than a, a very widely dispersed gaggle of people like that. And it is slowly building. But as this large figure, Brick, a phalan call, a seven and a half to eight foot tall giant phalan call soldier carrying his massive spear axe. We need to figure <laughs> out do. what it is. Is it a bardache? I think bardache is probably the closest description, okay. yeah. We'll call it a bardache. Uh, and Delvin, a very well-dressed uh, merchant, um, walking beside him, walking against the grain of the flow mm-hmm. of the people. Uh, they're not the cream of the crop. Um, they're a, a, the faces of some desperate-looking people, some less than desperate but opportunistic seeming people but there is um, an uneven pattern but stronger heading in the other direction ready to go pick some corpses as you arrive at the town and Pemble turns and says well you know where to go Uh, if you want to sort your business and get an in booked first uh, it's up to you but I know Edgar's very keen so I might suggest coming straight away Straight away it is. He leads you to Edgar's house. Through the middle of town, Edgar's a well-reputed man in the town. He's very well-known and one of the oldest um, 
civilians in the town as far as like he's lived here almost the longest um Mm -hmm. almost considered one of the founders of the town but just by age really Mm -hmm. um so people respect edgar but he's not seen often anymore because he can't get around he actually has a wheelchair um and though he has a very grand manner by felton standards he obviously can only really dwell on the ground floor so uh, everything is sort of like on the top story, you know that there's sheets over the furniture and it's quite dusty, but on the bottom is where Edgar lives and it's very sort of cooped up and become quite, you know, as you open, as Pemble opens the door, it sort of creaks, the, the house is emptier than it may have once felt a mm-hmm. decade or so ago. There is a, a fire off in an, another room and um, someone muttering, whispering to themselves in a slightly panicked way. A weathered voice that you recognise to be Edgar's. Mm-hmm. Edgar, you're keeping well. Let me just introduce Edgar to everyone. This is Edgar. Oh. <laughs> Yay, we got portraits. Thank you, patrons. <laughs> uh, De- Delvin, yes. You, well, no, I'm not... I don't know how you can keep well with what's happened. You've heard, I'm sure. Uh, Pemble, uh, did you tell him, Pemble? I saw, mate. Pemble, come here, turn me, Pemble. Pemble uh, walks over towards um, Edgar and turns his wheelchair to face you, facing mm-hmm. away from the fire. Uh, and he holds out a slightly shaking hand, reaching out for you. to. And you you, re- you know him well enough to know he's like looking for an acknowledgement to, you, to sort of grasp his hand. I, like, I step forth and put my hand out. Oh, yes, yeah, you are good. Yeah, would recognise your these gloves anywhere. Lovely. I remember that. The dealer we got that leather from. Very good trade. I forget myself. Delvin. Grim times. Dark days. The trade. Tell me, how did it go? Well, I see you, s- you still have him, and he not acknowledges at brick as if, uh, as if it were just like a, a, brick. a suit of armor that walked around with you. Aye, <laughs> oh, and he's damn useful, Edgar. We got attacked by some wolves on the road, but he took care of it. And the goods there, well, we were going to clean him up a bit, but uh, the boxes got a scuff. I don't think it matters anymore. The insides are fine. I see. There are are a slew of complications, uh, but the first must be addressed. The trade. Uh, I have not received confirmation on the other end that goods were received. Were they, in your knowledge, received, Delvin? As far as I'm concerned. I dropped them off, right? You were... Part of a party that I think you met with a third party who was passing the goods on oh, to okay. their trader, as you have been. But that was the, my job, right? I yeah, did you my did job. your job. You did your job. So you witnessed the goods being taken okay. by a third party who was to return. Okay, I see. You received that. the trade. It was verified by mm-hmm. a verifier, another separate yeah. third party. The trade so, was verified, Edgar. Then none of this makes any sense. Uh, well, needless, we have. Um, Venetian scholars to come do uh, our end of the the trade here, just to confirm that at least the value is held on our end. But there may be some reparations to be done for the the, uh, the other trading party, the deal maker, as it were. 
seems displeased. Well, their displeasure should be found with the people who failed to get it to the destination. Yes. As you well know, Edgar. Oh, of course, of course. But, um, well, other deals come through the dealmaker, and as you know, one thing affects another, and perhaps there is some investigation to be done. Regardless. Uh, uh, Delvin, I walk over to... What, I'm just going to make some assumptions here. I walk over mm-hmm. to, like, the the re- refreshments mm-hmm. um, yep. thing. Sure. And I just pop the top off, like, a thing of whiskey, pour yeah. it into my glass, and I say, Edgar, do you want one? Uh, uh, you know my vices, child. <laughs> yes. And he holds out a sort of slightly shaking hand. I pour him one, too. I you help know myself, to pour him less yeah. because he does. Just a little shakes bit. A, just a yeah. taste. He struggles to... Bit, but Forgive my impertinence, but uh, after seeing that outside, I need a drink. Yes, that brings me to another matter. I would say more significant by f- far, I suppose. Uh, King of Flames. Interesting. Yes, I've heard word from my connections that this declaration has been made elsewhere. Uh, other settlements burnt, but none, none as grand a statement as, well, the Phelan Sprawl. The, the connection to the opposing army itself, I I wouldn't think the king so foolish, surely. Uh, he knows the tenuous... He created the tenuous nature, but uh, he just looks flabbergasted. Mm. But everyone is. Delvin leans back against some, you know, furniture or a wall, sipping his drink, steadying himself, and then says, Well, uh, there's a lot of profit to be made in war, too. Yeah, well, that is our job, he says with resignation. But I don't want it to come at the cost of barrowing lives. I see, yes. Lives must be spared, if possible, but... If they're spent, let them to be great in lives. That, that brings me to the next complication, you see. There was a girl... A uh, young Phelan girl, left unattended in town, perhaps wanting to head back, but as the smoke rose, it seems she is the only survivor. Uh, and he nods to Pemble, and Pemble heads to another room uh, and comes back with a young girl, um, well-dressed and with a face of pure shock. Uh, mm. She's traumatised. Uh, she looks about 13, 14 years old um, and doesn't know what to say, doesn't know how to move, but she, she's in pure shock. Oh, God, man. I'm going to kneel. Yes, well, it just, yeah. I'm just going to be like... <laughs> okay, uh, do you know what? I'm going to get you to roll a destiny dice for me, Brick. Let me just switch to the dice cam. What's 17! 17. You know this girl. In fact, uh, I'm going to I'm going to say that the the family that you have been working for, she is the cousin to uh, the the family that you've been working for. So their town has been very near yours. You've travelled reasonably near, um, so she wouldn't know you by name, um, as there were many Phalancol. But now it seems there is only one Phalancol, and there is only one Phalan, and they are in this room. And she looks at you with sort of shock and almost pleading, um, like, 
I, I an expression my, that says, what do we do? I'm going to say my head's down, like I'm, I'm lower than her. So I'm going to be like kneeling, Bardashay held up, head down. Greetings, mistress. She's, her voice quivers and she struggles to talk. Says, how do we, where do we go? We can't possibly stay. Wherever you wish us to go, mistress. Well, that uh, is a matter of some complication, says Edgar. Uh, as this... Uh, sorry, what did you say your name was again? I am Brick. Brick, yes. As this Brick has uh, recognised the girl, he is one of the more connected and cool pieces of property, as it were. Uh, uh, this young girl is the family of a prestigious trading party. Uh, news of her family's demise is problematic at, at best. But perhaps that this girl is alive is a blessing in disguise. Uh, uh, if she were brought to the capital or the dealer to... Her family? Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes, I, I remember now. Earlier today, my sources verified. She has... She has family, an aunt, who works in Ironspire as a counsellor. Hmm. I believe... I believe Down. there may be a chance to... unravel this, investigate this, restore some sort of... Normalcy for the girl, for 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 the barrows. Dalvin just sinks what he has in his cut glass, and immediately just ugh, and puts his glass down and pours it like half full with straight spirits, and just hand to head in iron spire. Well, I, I would think it. Far too difficult to, well, get a party of your uh, aesthetic near Iron Spire, but perhaps uh, uh, halfway. Uh, I can establish communications to enable that. I'd rather walk across the sands of my des of the desert, all the way, all the way to Felmore, than have to go to bloody Iron Spire. Something tells me that without the supplies and resources and knowledge necessary, that won't be happening any time soon. And there is some work to be done here before any sort of peace could be established uh, over the sands. I'm afraid if you walked across the desert, you may arrive past when the war has begun. But we are in a unique position. Ah, ah, And he sort of looks past the the door and says, I, I am expecting someone also to verify that trade. Uh, whether she arrives sooner or later, I'm not quite sure, but that may aid things. I'm going to switch across to Catalina. Okay. As this conversation takes place. So, okay. you have uh, booked your room at the inn. Mm-hmm. 
there aren't any other rooms that were being booked that night. In fact, there were a number of cancellations, so yep. you were upgraded. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and, yes, you you uh, had a meeting booked with mm-hmm. Edgar mm-hmm. for this evening, which okay. you are on time for if you wanted to attend. Yes, <laughs> so you arrive at Edgar's house, this very large looming house, not very well looked after, um, but it was once in, in its glory days probably quite impressive mm-hmm. um still looms a bit and you knock on the old door mm-hmm. and pemble opens the door uh, someone you do recognize you've met in fact you've met edgar once or twice mm-hmm. um and pemble says oh catalina i'm i'm surprised you uh well i'm surprised you didn't turn the other way when you saw the smoke to be honest I have a stronger character than that. Oh, well, I should know better to question a Phoenician woman. <laughs> and he indicates into the room and says, there is a trade, I believe, that requires your verification and uh, circumstances around it are getting more complicated by the minute. <clears throat> mm. Good luck. <laughs> he sort of <laughs> indicates for you to walk in. And you enter. Cool. Greeted by the sound of crackling flames and a grim sort of quiet as you walk into the main room, the master hall, uh, there is the figure of Edgar, fairly withered in his wheelchair, leaning forwards, holding a slightly shaking hand and a mostly empty glass of sherry. Mm-hmm. And Delvin, who's standing beside him looking... Uh, who you don't know by name, I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've never met this person before, but you do mm-hmm. see a Barrowan trader, mm-hmm. very well-dressed, uh, sort of scruffy-looking... Well, I wouldn't say scruffy. Uh, very rugged up. Very, how would you describe yourself, Delvin? I'm maybe, maybe just, what's a good way of putting it? It's a tough one to put. Just someone who is maybe a bit conscious uh, of their image and is wearing maybe slightly baggier clothes Mm. than they need to because of that self-consciousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But who still wants to look good. Mm -hmm. So nice clothes but heavily layered. Uh, Besides him, kneeling uh, low to the ground is... Uh, someone you recognise to be a failing pool. You mm-hmm. uh, have seen the world a little bit more than most, and so you've seen your uh, fair share of failing pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and a young failing girl mm-hmm. who's sort of shaking but um, seems to be somewhat comforted standing next to this failing pool. Cool. That is the room that you're greeted with. Great. Uh, evening, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. And Edgar turns to Delvin and says, Delvin, meet Catalina, a Phoenician uh, uh, art... Uh, how would you describe? A trader. Let's just keep it simple. She is here to verify the trade. Uh, if you please, he indicates. Um, could you tell it to... <laughs> he sort of like looks at Delvin, like indicating at Brick. Catalina, was it? That's right. It's a pleasure to meet you. Aye, you too. I wish I could be under better circumstances. I must say we're with strange company right now, and I look around the room. I don't think I've ever seen this many people in the same room without a bar fight breaking out. (laughs) This there, that's Brick. The one prostrated himself before a child. Pleasure. That uh, It would be worth mentioning that... In fact, I'm going to get you to roll a general knowledge check, Catalina. Mm. 
That was a very good role. Awesome. Uh, you've become somewhat accustomed to the mannerisms and the uh, expectations of the Phelan and the Phelan Cool, and the Phelan Cool are a product of uh, interesting origins, uh, having been bred from the coldish, monstrous. Mm. human creature, beasts, rumoured to be uh, living in the mountain crown far to the south. The Phalancool, on the other hand, are bred to be utilised for their beastly power and strength, but tailored somewhat to try and counterbalance that. The Phalan are embarrassed by anything that reflects poorly upon them in general. Um, And adorn themselves in golds and silks and do the same with the Phalancool, who are very strictly controlled and stand regally. And to see Brick, uh, who you don't know by name, but mm. a Phalancool kneeling lower than a small Phalan girl is not normal. Mm. Okay. Um, they're expected to be like statues, emblems of power. This doesn't seem to okay. be what he's doing. I'll say... I'll look at Brick and say, it's a pleasure to meet you, and then look at the girl and kind of eye off a little, like, kind of look at her a bit strange, like, what's going on here? I I put my glass down and I'm going to walk over to the girl. Go for it. And then I kneel down and get at her level. Yeah. I say, my apologies. She looks a little shocked as she sort of notices you. I stay a good, like, meter away, but I'm like, we never got your name. I am... He, she looks to Brick like, as if for like, a, not permission per se, but acknowledgement from someone from a similar, you know, culture, that she should be talking to a, a foreigner. From me, yeah, to Brick. Yeah. She's looking for permission from me. Yeah, it's it's just very. But you were you were the last. Phelan call, and she's the last Phelan in this area. Like, this is a devastating moment, and she's like a child, yeah. So she looks at you like, can I, should I? If it is your will, mistress. She looks at you and says, I'm Adela. Adela, was it? Medela. Medela. I'm, I'm so sorry for what's happened to you. I've... I've been there myself. And she um, is very much struggling to hold her emotions. Yeah. Um, on the verge of weeping uncontrollably. Uh, I uh, hate to ruin the mood, but I believe we have a job to do. We should. Yes, what's all this? Uh, business must proceed so we can all, you know, comfort each other and whatnot. Um, do I, have I, is it pretty obvious the girl's attachment to Brick immediately? Yes. <clears throat> is there another, do I know of like a side room or a waiting room or a sitting room in this place? Medela came from one. Okay. She was brought <clears throat> in by Pemble. She seems to have had, a, it was a small like guest room with a bed and, yep. yeah. Edgar, it seems the girl is, uh, comfortable with Brick here. Perhaps he should take her into the side room. Oh, uh, well, I was, not to jump the gun or anything, but I was going to suggest you be her accompaniment. I am not one to host. Me? 
Well, all of any, anyone really. Just I prefer, me. I prefer my privacy. Uh, we are, he just he doesn't want this little girl to stay in his house. I'm just like, <laughs> I perhaps we should discuss this with her and then I just do the like obviously she can still hear me, but I they're like out of your shot. I what? <laughs> Brick, That's... would you mind taking the girl into a room and calm her down? She seems a bit unsettled. If the mistress wishes it. I'm not going to do anything she doesn't want me to do. That's fair. That's very... I mean, I guess in Brick's eyes, she's the one in charge here. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And you were actually... Brick was expecting to... For the deal to be done and to return to the command of his employers. Yeah. There is no one in line to to command Brick now. The closest to that is Medela. Yeah. Medela, dear, would would you like it if Brick took you into your room for some... Privacy. He'll look after you. And she... Um, Let the adults do some talking. She seems to nod and slowly turn around and walk away to the room. Yeah, I stand up. <laughs> smack my body <laughs> on the ground and then walk. And take her into the room. Mm. Yep. Cool. And alone you are in the room. Delvin, Edgar, Pemble and Catalina. Delvin straightens up immediately as soon as they're out of the room and just gets it, like shrugs himself off. Do you want to drink Catalina? I would not be opposed. And I pour her a... Oh, what do you have, love? Whatever's on offer. Pour her something. Uh, just the same as I'm drinking. I shot it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Pemble in the corner takes a deep sort of long sigh and Edgar sort of... Uh, yeah, very well, yeah. And Pemble sort of <laughs> steps to the side, pours himself a little whiskey. <laughs> Man needs a drink even though he's on the clock. <laughs> it's a big day. Okay, now we can talk a bit more freely. So what are we doing? We cracking this box or what? Uh, uh, yeah, well, and I'm assuming Brick will have left the box yeah. in the room. So mm. he indicates to Pemble who cracks it open, opens it, and out are pulled four canvases of apparent Thundesian artwork. This is where I'm going to ask you, Catalina, to make a roll uh-huh. for your vocation. So you have a... Uh, what, what was the vocational skill that wasn't combat again? Uh, so I've got trade barter, and then underneath that is my skill is art knowledge. It would be that. So let's make cool. an art knowledge check. So... Challenge level three. Ooh. One, two, three. Yeah. yeah. Now, the layperson wouldn't notice this. In fact, you know the common phalan certainly wouldn't notice this. Mm-hmm. But these are not priceless Thunisian works of art. Bow, bow. And they are certainly not highly valuable or worth the time of, of people in charge of you to spend you know, their resources to send you to verify a trade like this. You know, obviously there are other trades you had lined up to verify over the course of your stay in Felton, which will probably not happen. Mm-hmm. But this one, at very least, is, in your eyes, worthless. Gentlemen, I believe, unfortunately, we have wasted our time. What do you mean? Repeat that. These, these paintings, they're not authentic... 
I, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I will. And get clutches, <laughs> clutches at his chest and like, seems like, and Pemble sort of steps beside him to like hold him at the shoulders and the hand and he's like struggling with chest pains for some reason. Who, who are you dealing with? I, the, the, we've done many deals, but it's, I worry about the third party. It seems that something has gone awry and you're sure this was verified on your end. And I'm going to get you to make a... I'm going to get you to make... A uh, merchant? Mm, yeah, make a merchant check. I've got... Um, I've do got the skill Trade check. routes and bartering. Yeah, do your bartering. Merchant bartering. Yep. I'm going to make this challenge level three as well. I get Ooh. Nailed three it. successes. These are not the same images that you remember seeing when they were first verified. Something, you can't explain it, but they looked different somehow. The, the texture of the strokes of the brushwork, there's, a, there's a, some, something about them. But I saw them get loaded into a you box. You saw them. You saw them get verified as authentic Phoenician artworks and they are not... They, don't feel like the same images. I don't know how, but they must have swapped them when they were loading them into the box. <laughs> They're not the same. Have you checked this guy? Make sure he doesn't, you know, have them on him. Oh, oh no, uh, dear. Yeah, uh, miss, I, I just w- cut the canvas off and rolled it up my ass. That's you what I control did. yourself, young Delvin. You speak with respect when trading. Delvin is someone I trust. Please refrain from questioning my uh, the integrity of my associates. Uh, there are, on the matter of complications, there is one more, rather tricky one. My close informants have let me know that the king, while proclaiming himself king of flames is also declaring magic a property of his kingdom. This is a weird sentence to hear spoken out loud because none of you have heard the word magic be used in a way that was treating it like something that exists. But all of a sudden, someone both of you know who is not senile... Mm. uh, says it in a context as if it's a commodity that is part of a trade uh, or something. Like, it's it, this is a matter of discussion that um, you wouldn't have expected. Well, Edgar, that explains everything. Uh, how does it explain anything? Well, you said it to, You said it before. Why would the king attack places all of a sudden? He's gone mad. He's bonkers. Magic is a commodity. I've never heard anything as ridiculous in my life. I would proclaim the same. He's lost his marbles and he's making us pay for it. It seems as such, but you didn't see the flames. I could see them from my window on the ground floor. There was a colour to them, an intensity even from this distance. Surely you've heard the fearful babbling about town. This was not based on a mere bonfire. There is magic... He whispers reverently and fearfully. 
I don't know how my character feels about magic as a concept. <laughs> I don't know how anyone in this world feels about magic as a concept. Yeah. It's very new. Yeah, I, it's like a, I don't buy it, Edgar. Baron Engineering can make some pretty good pyrotechnics. I, uh, perhaps, yes. I must say, in my many years of dealing, I have heard of, even witnessed strangenesses uh, that in the context of magic could be explained. A, a proclamation from the king, though. Surely. Anyways. I don't know if... Uh Mr. Delvin and I have come so far to talk about magic. It seems that perhaps we've both wasted a lot of time. Mm, I'm afraid I might need you to waste some more. To repair this trade, to investigate, uh, and of course, most importantly, to return little Madala... To her safekeepers. Medela? She should be taken to uh, Geldervale. I can arrange Geldervale. Closer to the capital than here, but not so far that you won't be able to achieve it within a matter of weeks. Uh, perhaps one or two. A moment, though. You're saying a war is going to be declared. I'm not a mercenary. No, this dear may turn the tides. Her family is well connected, in fact, to the king directly. I believe her family work with him. If Medela is returned to her family, and she can make an accounting for what she saw, perhaps, perhaps from the inside, the trouble could be unseated. And he sort of looks and talks quieter as if his conspiring might be overheard. I see this as an opportunity. I like to find opportunities, especially ones to get on the inside. I see one here. This girl must be kept safe, of course, but she may be a key to... And he looks at Delvin. Access. He looks across at Pemble and then Catalina and says, Would you accompany her to Geldervale? Keep her safe and find out for me who the third party was. That verified in, uh, in Rafton. Which is where the trade took place where you... Who owns the big one? Oh... Well, I suppose by my thinking, you, but by theirs, her. Well, then I'll do it. For him. For the, the creature? Well, his name's Brick, Edgar. He's got a name. No, he doesn't really. But I ain't putting that man back into servitude. Very well, uh... So I see no problem with it. If we can get the child to give him to me. Well, that would be your job. <laughs> Price of doing business, I say. I'm going to cut to Brick. <laughs> <laughs> Who's standing in a small, cosy, awkward, creaky room. 
with a little terrified girl, sort of who's just sort of standing there. <laughs> what do you do or say? Um, I just want to confirm when we came to the sprawl in the Phelan area of the sprawl, uh, the family that I was obviously under the protection, well, you know, protecting, was I the only Phelan Cole in that group? There would have been a handful. Okay. Yeah. So it's safe, it's safe to assume that if they're not here and there's dead people, that they were killed as well. You will have seen a couple of corpses of, mm. with, with um, some iron bindings or some gold trimmings that you actually recognise. Yep. So, yes, you yep. safely okay. assume that the failing call you know are dead, dead. My brethren has failed you, greatest one. She's looks down and silently weeps and starts to shake a little bit. What do we do? Are they going to hurt us? She looks up at you, fearful. What are they... Are they planning? Are they going to... And she stops herself from speaking. Uh, I know not, mistress, but I will do all I can to protect you. And she, uh, she wraps her... Uh, arms around you as much as she can. She's very small and you're very big, but she, um, yeah. This certainly wouldn't be <laughs> a yeah, normal, a a normal of... happening. Uh, yeah, this this is a very uncommon occurrence, but it's also a very uncommon situation and it's a traumatised young girl, so... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take it and just look shocked. We return into the room. So what's the summary of where we've been told to go? To what town? Uh, Geldervale. Geldervale, yep. take the girl. All right, so are we ready to talk to them? I guess go and seek the... Uh, he, he, yeah, Edgar sort of indicates at the canvases and said, well, these are worthless, so the best thing you could do is use your time wisely. I am very weary, says Edgar, and he sort of like indicates to Pemble, you are dismissed. And Pemble sort of rolls mm. him and he's like, is there anything I can... Set you up with while you're in town. Can I point to the paintings and say, can I take these? Of course. Uh, we have no need for them. Great. I uh, roll them up and just, like, I don't need, obviously don't need to take too care of them, but I want to take them with me. Yeah. Cool. And you do. Um, I want to ask him, Edgar. Pen- Edgar. Before, yes. yeah, so you stop him as he's being rolled? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I'm Dovins now, out of the room. No, I'm still in the room. Are you still in the room? Okay, that's fine. Um... I hate to be that person, but what do we benefit out of this? He sort of starts to chuckle a little bit. And he indicates, and the chair is sort of turned half, and he sort of looks across his shoulder at you and says, Two things. One, the friends and alliances you make... You should learn that in these parts count far more than the money or the trades. Second, a war that could be stoked or prevented when the control over that is entirely in your hands may prove to be an incredibly valuable connection. I leave it in your hands. And he gets wheeled out of the room. Okay. Cool. I'm going to walk over to the room that has Medela in it. Yeah, I'll do the same. Okay. Uh, you, you'd shut the door. You're standing in front of the door. Yeah. I knock softly. 
I turn around and open the door protectively, weapon in hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just me, Breck. Come on. I'll stand aside and open the door. I take a step in. You step in the room. Medela looks sort of um, questioningly at Brick as if to say, you tell me if any of this is not okay. <laughs> I'll go stand beside her protectively. Okay. Yeah. I kneel down at her level. And then I say, we've been asked to do something for you, girl. To take you to Galdavale. Get you halfway to your relatives in the Iron Spire. I do have an auntie in the capital. I, um... I've been told and taught by my family, though, that there are few in these lands that can be trusted. I don't know if I can trust you. And you've been wise to be told that. There are very few you can trust. And, um, well... She looks at you and says, Can I trust you? Absolutely, I say. And that wasn't me deciding to lie. That was me deciding if, like, thinking about Delvin's character. Mm. I've been where you are, girl. My family was, well, torched out of town. And I, uh, I would have been not much younger than you are now. So I know what it's like to be displaced. I am going to get you to roll per- persuasion. That's fine. And I will, as Medela, roll perception. Three successes. Cool. Um, so three. Medela is one, two, three, four. Oh, I'm gonna use the oh no, she'll beat no, no, me. She she oh. knows that with the the glimmer of tear in your eye when you describe your mm. childhood trauma, that you are being truthful. Mm-hmm. Um. She just nods quietly. She looks at uh, Catalina. Does Brick let me in the room? She's. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. Within this room, you're probably the softest presence, and the one she does feel naturally. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because she's probably not. For my takes already, Catalina's yeah. probably let not as good at relating to children as Delvin is. Yeah, pretty much. I, I just give her a little nod, like yeah, you can trust him. Like it's fine. So, um... There's one catch, though. What is that? Well, you see, I don't know how much you know about your own folk, and I nod towards Brick, but, mm. uh, he... He only takes orders from that which he sees as his owner, right? What are you suggesting? Well, I want you to tell him to listen to us. Because if he's waiting on you to tell him what to do when times get rough, you're you're just a kid, and uh, I'm worried that you might not make the right decision. She inhales deeply, sort of seems to be thinking it over a little bit, coming to some thoughts and conclusions, and turns to Brick, and the tone of her voice changes a little bit. You can hear almost like she's trying to imitate slightly how 
<laughs> her parents and the people, the adults. A bit of confidence in her voice. To, yeah, yeah, a bit of, bit, of, bit of command. It's not really there and it's certainly not strong, but she's drawing upon her experience and what she's seen and how people talk to the failing cult. Mm-hmm. So she's sort of pulling on that a little bit and says, very well, uh, Brick, you will... You will listen to their commands, but heed mine first at any point where there is a conflict and protect me above all. But I understand that nothing will happen unless we work together if we are to be trusted. But you will let me know at once if anyone is not to be trusted. Delvin cracks a grin as she's talking, just a big smile. And he's like, ah, you got a good head on your shoulders, girl. Your will, mistress. Very well. Um, I've never given a command before. Well, not... It was a damn good command. I told you not to trust anyone. And you made the right choice in making sure that you looked after yourself first. But... You ever gone to market, girl, and bought anything? Yes, I mean, that is why I am here. I got in much trouble for my infatuation with the the Baron markets. I was always told to stay with the Phelan people, but such fun and interesting things you have. Such inventions. Yes. Well, that curiosity saved your life, girl, so don't be lamenting it. But before we get going... You know when you go and buy a trinket, well, you got to pay for it, right? Yes. Well, I'm asking for some pay. When we get you safely to your family, or the halfway point, the price, and then I nod a brick, is you hand him over to me. As long as I'm safe with uh, my family, I see no problem with... Something like that. That's the first priority, is getting you there safe, girl. She understands that the Phelan Call are sort of swapped around in there. Yeah. They're traded like property, so that's no problem to her, as long as, like, she's looked after. Yeah. Is that fair enough to you, Brick? He will do what is needed and commanded. Then we have an accord, then. Then you have an accord, then. I walk out of the room. But as you go to walk out of the room, Pebble sort of almost bumps into you and it's like, sorry, um, I don't mean to make this awkward, but um, the master's asking you to, uh, well, his words will bugger off, but I'll (laughs) ask a little bit more politely, if you wouldn't mind. We're just leaving. Uh, A quick question. What do you two plan to do if this town again goes up in flames? Do you both plan to reside here? Well, I look after Edgar, Mm. and Edgar... Hmm. I believe he plans to live out his days here, but he also has been murmuring about seeing to business. He hasn't travelled in a long time, but he may. He may want to sort some things out personally, so I will see to that if he needs that. I believe we'll return if we do travel. Understood. It's been some years since we have, but... Hmm. Might be nice to see the road again. Anyway, evening to y'all. And Pemble sort of wanders off some clumpy steps along behind him. As I um, come out of the room, I say, Medela, have you got anything we need to pack up or 
Did you have anything with you? She looks down at her mm. clothes as if like, and looks up at you like, you know, no, she is wearing and is what she's got. What time of day is it? Can I, I'll get you to roll. Oh, in fact, you don't need to roll perception because you, mm. <laughs> you're a merchant and trader and stuff. You know that what she's wearing on her mm. could buy a small town. <laughs> you know, like she, she is uh, adorned in gold and fine phalen glass and gems. Just, mm-hmm. But this is just like, you know, casual Fridays, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, she is uh, wearing valuable clothing. Mm-hmm. You also know uh, that that may oh, yeah. cause problems. It's, it's here. There's a whole... <laughs> yeah. we, we, get, we got a whole thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Some montage comes oh. <laughs> So, Catalina, are you with us then? I suppose... Did Edgar offer you a price that you were happy with? No. He said there was a war and that we would have to prevent that. You don't want to prevent a war? Where's your altruistic heart? And It's not that I don't want to prevent a war. It's that I'm no hero. Oh, I don't think any of us are, except maybe Brick there. From a purely selfish perspective, however, and I will input that you would know this... Mm-hmm. If Thanissia hasn't got trade with Felmore, they lose a huge connection. So there is actually uh, a lot of stuff at stake personally for your profession and for the people who uh, command you mm. uh, as far as there. And you know that Thanissia has had trouble accessing Felmore and the Phelan people. And if there is a, a way to repair this and perhaps even gain some some mm. cred and... and um, camaraderie with Felmore, then it would be very significant to Thanissia. Yeah. So is Edgar kind of the link to that? Not Edgar specifically. This uh, problem solving whatever's happened. Yeah. Uh, Edgar's well connected, but yeah. he's basically saying he'll set you up with the connect with access to the connections. He can't do it though. He's this yeah, old okay. man, but you guys sure. were involved in the trade and you both have connections and, and sort of experience that would, and you know, obviously mm. what has happened that may create an opportunity I still say what I say cool but I am with you guys um I say have you got a tavern oh what time of day was it uh, it is uh, then the sun has set okay um, have you got lodgings that I do free upgrade <laughs> alright would uh, I hand I pull out a purse and get a relevant amount I've, I've stayed here plenty of times amount of money and I, I say could you three head on and um book a room i i just want to say goodbye to edgar he's been a long time friend of mine of course cool all right save the coin cool come on guys brick medela and catalina head off uh to the inn i'll just fast track like i just say a friendly goodbye to edgar and then um you know go up having that strong relationship i have that like personal thing where i go and knock on his door and i'm like just a quiet one like totally good heading out and then i'll um just head on like five minutes after yeah cool um, are there less people in the town now that we're... It's been a couple of hours. It's quieter. There mm. are still some people packing and leaving. Uh, if, if anything, there's more movement, sort of a couple of uh, wagons starting to roll out. Um, there's a sort of a dark silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very surreal. Yeah. You've never experienced a night like this in your life. Cool. You arrive at the inn. It's very quiet. Uh, there are fewer staff than were there when you first booked your room Mm -hmm. uh there are a couple of people drunk and just sort of like depressed at tables 
but otherwise the, the fire hasn't been stoked. There are just a couple of coals and it's a very quiet sort of dry room. And this sort of woman walks up, larger woman, and says, oh, you had that, um, well, the room. Um, you had to take your stay. Yeah, um, I'd actually like to book some more people in if that's okay. By all means, half price. My, uh, you know, pleasure to help the locals. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And I'll sign in and do all that stuff. Pay her. If you don't mind me asking, hmm. why? Why what? Why, why are you still here, love? Oh, well, I mean, I don't really want to be travelling at night, you know. It's better to stay somewhere safe. We travel out in the morning. Oh, it's fair. Um... Besides supporting... You didn't see the flames, did you? No. No, I did not. That explains it. She uh, (laughs) gets the key and gives it to I want to press her a little bit more. Why why do you say that? It was different. It was terrifying. Uh, I agree. Protection matters and the roads are unsafe, but I have half a mind to take the risk myself. Do you plan to stay? A day or so. Need to see what happens before I make any rash decisions. All that seems to be happening around you is rash, de- rash decisions. Anyway, mm. what about yourself? What brings you here? What makes you stay? Oh, just trade, usual business. I travel all over the place. She uh, stops herself from laughing. Um, forgive my reverence. Trade won't be keeping you here much longer. So I hope you get your rest well, ma'am. Uh, good luck on your travels. Thank you. Hands, stuff. Cool. Um, as I head a bit after down the streets, do I spot any families packing up carriages and leaving and stuff? Yeah. Um, Just general bustling. Do I spot any with any kids, or specifically girls roughly the same age as um, Medela? I'm going to say no. I'm going to Destiny roll. I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, all right, well, then I'll go with a close-ish uh, approximation. Um, so even if it's off a bit, just go up to someone who's got, like, a teenager or something like that. Yep. Um, and go walk up to them. Headed off, are you? Oh, oh, um, just help me, Dad. Oh, so I'm talking to the, the parents, not the kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know... Um, with the flames as high as they were, if they spark up again, King of Flames, apparently, fury knows no bounds. And then I appraise them, and, and it's clearly like a teenage son, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, well, best of luck to you, and I realise I'm not looking for what I was after and head off and head to the tavern. Okay. Mm. You arrive at the tavern just as um, Catalina and Brick have collected their keys um, and start to... They reach the stairs and you sort of open the door and head in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we could probably, like, unless you want to role play a little more, we could probably fast track through the night. I would like to, in my downtime, um, I want to write to my mum. Great idea. A letter. Is she currently in Ironspire? Is she, she will be in the capital, yeah. Great. I want to just send her a letter that just is very blunt and just says, um, I had written it down, but now I've lost it. Um, just asking about the recent complications. Just mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Great. You need to inform me. I made it to to um, 
Felton, 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 or Felton. At least as if there is anything that um, the Graydons do well, it is messaging and, and travel. Uh, there is a messaging service that m- most inns have, even the Barrowen connected um, Graydon inns, cool. where uh, there's sort of like pigeons or even messages with horses and stuff. So you Great. you use the services to yeah. sort of send your letter awesome. to your mother. Awesome, yeah. If you could send me that privately at some point, and I'll read yeah, that and sure. go through that. We could probably put it up for patrons or something. Okay. Cool. Very cool. So, uh, otherwise we fast forward through the night. Um, it is the next morning. What is the first thing you do in the morning? I'm going to head downstairs and pull out a map um, and lay it on the table. Yep. And then just wait for everyone else to wake up. Okay. Now, what have you done in regards to your usual practice? Because that, yes. it's sort of worth reminding you because this for you is a very critical daily ritual. And if anything, actually, you may not have done it yesterday. I am. I'm going to wake up as soon as light hits mm-hmm. um, and I'll start. Yeah, I'll pull out my harp and I'll clean it and tune it and play a bit of song. Okay, yep. Got a little harp ready for you. <laughs> so are you in your room doing that? Yes. Yeah, privately in my room. Okay. Uh I, in fact, you know what? There, are, there's not much activity on competing noise. I'm going to get everyone to make a perception yeah. check. I'm going to say me. I would. No, I would not be, you, because that's what they're perceiving you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I would be like. Yeah, I will say I, I would be sleeping. Yeah, challenge level three. I just. Um, I got a three. Okay. Two. Okay, uh, Delvin. As you wake, sort of as as I walk past her door. Yeah. You're up that early? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, that's why I rolled a destiny roll. Oh. What did you get for your destiny? <laughs> Nine, okay. so, okay. Yeah. 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 I As I walk past the door, I hear, what were you about to say? You hear a beautiful melody. There's a there's something about it, actually, that hits your heart a little bit. It's uh, It sounds improvised. It's not any tune you've heard before, and you're quite familiar. You've been to many inns. You've heard many... Popular, popular tunes and songs. This is not one that you've heard anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to you of the day you had yesterday. It reminds you of the ash and the flames and the feeling of desolation, lost, unknown. It's quite wrenching. I'm a damn good heart player. Yeah. <laughs> Delvin lingers. I will get you to make a roll three dice uh, uh-huh. to see how well you focus in your harp oh, playing. Sure. You focus well. <laughs> I Yeah, I linger for a little bit and then wrench myself away and head off. Okay. Leave the tavern. You leave. And I return about an hour Leave later. the tavern and you come back an hour later. Yep. Okay, cool. What do you do when you're out for an hour? Uh, I'd like to find somewhere to buy clothes. Okay. Um, Ver- this common, simple, terrible clothes. You know exactly where to go to get mm-hmm. that. Um, it seems that most people in the vicinity have left or are panicked and the person who answers the door was quite surprised to see anyone, but mm-hmm. just sort of, yeah, fine, let's get this over with. But they seem to be in the middle. There was a suitcase in the corner of the room. They were yep. packing themselves. It seems like their fear got the better of them. But you do... Uh, so, yeah, I I'm specifically want to just buy, like... Very loose, shabby commoners' clothes and like a, a, sh- a hooded cape thing that would fit uh, Medela. Great. 
I am going to roll destiny for that specifically. You Ooh. don't. This is not. This is um. This clothes. This shop doesn't have clothes that would be passable as children's clothes. Mm-hmm. But you can buy clothes that you can make shift work. They will oh. just be very baggy. Yeah, and, that's yeah. fine. I'll just buy adult clothes that don't fit very well. Yep. So she's not going to like that for a small thirteen-year-old um, girl. And I'll get like a little pouch too, yep. and a bit of rope. Yeah, cool. And then, like, an, you guys just you achieve. I, I do then, and once I'm done, I do go downstairs, map table. Wait so, like, an hour later, uh, Delvin walks in. Uh, he looks like he's been <laughs> running around town a bit, and I've just got like my face is just like beads of sweat coming down. I'm like, <laughs> oh, 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 good morning. <laughs> Are you well, Delvin? I did some shopping. Intense was it? It's a big town. I. I try to avoid that kind of work myself, but we're in a rush, right? Fair. Um, and then I walk up and put the bag on the table. Do you want to fetch your other companions, or shall we wait? I guess the girl ain't going to be used to sleeping very much from now on, so maybe we should. Did Medela sleep in the same room? No, as- so this is where I'd say, Brick, you've been up all night. <laughs> I was going to say not all night. I'm going to say, like, resting but aware. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to say I would be asleep. It's a state you will have been trained to be in. Yeah. I'm going to get you to make an endurance check. I'm going to make it challenge level three. It's endurance and you're a failing call, so I'm assuming you're pretty good at that. I do okay. <laughs> imagine Dang. having to... <laughs> Imagine having to actually do physical activity when your job Two. is selling things. What was, Two. My, what was my challenge on you? Three. Fucking bastard. So, yeah, that wasn't a good roll. Uh, you have had a very... You actually, even for a trained filing call, it's been a bit of an ordeal of a week. So your weariness does get the better of you a little bit and you nod off to your shame more than you would have liked to. Um, so you're feeling a little bit like... You're, you're trained to feel guilt mm-hmm. and sort of self-hate at that. Like, you're very angry at yourself for having yeah. let down your... Uh, 100%. Your liege. I agree. Medela sort of opens the door, sheepishly looks outside um, fearfully and sees you and looks comforted and says, um, how did you fare last night? Uh, what was your name again? Uh, Brick. Brick. Greatest Brick. one. Brick. Hmm. The night was uneventful. She doesn't know what to say, so she's just like, perhaps we should eat. Very well. Cool. Uh, as soon as I got inside, Delvin walks up straight to the counter where yeah. I'm assuming they're doing some meals. And yeah. I'm just like, breakfast, sausages, lots of sausages, bacon. I'm going to make a destiny roll nine. It's not the usual food. You actually like this place. Mm. Uh, It's not your top pick in the town, Mm -hmm. but it's a place you would be happy to eat at normally. Uh, I'm going to say they have about the third of the usual options, given the recent clamours and that half of their staff probably nick some stuff they shouldn't have for their journey. So You're telling me you've just got eggs? There ain't no bacon, there ain't no sausages. Well, in times of trial, love. What, what have you got? Sustenance. You're going to complain at that? Well, I mean, I'm paying for it, so I, I'm... Listen, I'll lower the price, but there's not much I can do about it. I'll pay double. Theory. I'll pay double. you got to have a sausage somewhere. 
Give me a minute. <laughs> she walks over around the corner. <laughs> she she comes back and plonks down on the table. Was like, this was my husband's breakfast. You said double, didn't you? And <laughs> I hand them double, and I'm like, well, uh, I'm sure I'll find plenty to eat with that money. Thank you, miss. You've saved my life. And there is in front of you a plate of much nicer food than they offer the normies. There aren't any other normal people yep. here to eat. Uh, but you took her husband's breakfast, yes. Yes, but I paid my good money you for it. You paid good money for it, and you have a few plump sausages on that. On that tray. The kind Thank that you, you bite into and you feel the crunch of the skin breaking between oh. your teeth as the juice of the sausage enters your mouth and you feel yourself falling into Please a stop. blissful I'm very state. hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, and, and can I get some um, some of the other stuff for my companions, please? Very well. And she's sort of bustling about and getting stuff. What's your treat? Your um, options are, and she, it's like porridge or eggs or bread. Yeah, breads. Bread's wonderful, thank she you. She brings you bread. You're Great. very used to bread. Mm. It's nowhere near Thinisian bread, but it's bread. Yeah, that's <laughs> And you love uh, how many eggs? <laughs> eggs. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll fix you something, don't worry. And she goes off and she's... <laughs> you can see her in the corner of the room, seemingly, like, reminding herself that Phelan call uh, freaking huge. So she's got, like, two cartons of eggs that she's just breaking <laughs> into this container. Uh, what well, about your I little one? Before? No. Okay. No, you haven't had eggs. Cool. Um, I mean, ex- maybe a... This will be an experience. Yeah. And she, uh, what about your little one? She says... I turn to Medela. She looks concerned at, at Medela. Medela says, I don't mind. I'll have what you're having. Yeah, I guess. Is poisoning something that I would be aware of as part of oh, yeah. Phelan culture? Uh, actually, no, I'm going to say... Yes. <laughs> something you're trying to watch out for. The Phelan aren't always, always honourable amongst each other. All right. Um, would I have to taste her food. That would I'd say that's part of it. Right. I'm gonna like, I mean if you could see it being prepared you might be less yeah, like, and it is just bread and maybe she'll crack an egg in there. Alright well then I'm gonna go very intently watch her prepare that food <laughs> any anything you soft. stand looming yeah <laughs> like you're an imposing one aren't you? <laughs> Usually see you ones from a distance. She's cracking eggs like you're up closer you're bigger you're much bigger up close. I'm going to be like... <laughs> Zero. You give her nothing. Adjust, just... adjust my glasses and look even closer. Yeah. Sorry, I wouldn't... Blah, 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 blah. I've always been meaning to ask, she says. Don't mind being rude. And she looks over at the other people in the room and is like, do they even know if you're being rude? Anyway, what are they? I always see you lot with funny, stylish things on your eyes. She looks at Medela. Medela goes... They're glasses, ma'am, to keep out the strong light. Their eyes have not been built for the outside world. Ah, not very shiny, she says. She starts cooking in a big pot. Just I love lots this of moment. eggs. Can we take her? <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want, like, in-house mum as our <laughs> companion NPC. She just can cook anything. 
So moments later, uh, you're all being served your breakfast. Delvin's already been eating. Oh, his and he's in Nirvana. <laughs> he's in his own food. world eating eating delicious meats. Do you have any mind of uh, noticing that you may appear selfish around your companions? Couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Could not give a, no no concern at all. Delvin is eating his food, and this is his happy place. Is in his food. That's where he finds his his solace. Yeah. Right. In front of you, Catalina, is uh, bread, some herbs, and a little bit of butter. Uh, Wonderful. Wa- warmed up a little. Same with Medela, with an egg on the side. And in front of Breck is dumped a... Uh, they don't have plates big enough. They don't really serve Phelan Cool. So she got the... Um, they have like a bread oven giant spatula thing. <laughs> she just dumps this she giant wooden spatula of... Well, she had to cook it in batches. Okay. So <laughs> I'm so hungry I could just eat a frying pan. So it's just like this works. pile and it's like, I've heard you eat a lot. To be honest, I'm curious if you can handle it. She looks a little gleeful, like in this bleak, you know, few days, something has to, has brought um, an amusing idea to her as she watches you. I've not had it before. My voice effect was off. I've not had it before, but it will suffice. She just watches you expectantly, slightly curious. I also watch expectantly curious. <laughs> is it like scrambled or is it fried? Scrambled. Okay. Just been mushed up and just, you know. Do I, ha- do I use colour? No, I'm just going to use my hands. Yeah, I'm just yep. going to like pick up a ball of it and squish it a little bit. <laughs> it's a very unfamiliar texture to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a bite and just kind of mull it over a little bit. How would you describe the experience from a, a Phelan call palate? I think it's mostly at this point I'm, su- I'm surprised at the weird things that people eat. Um, you notice out of the corner of your eye, Medela is holding back fits of giggles because she, she can see you're really struggling with this and they're just eggs to her, but she knows that this just never happens, so she's seeing a little bit of the joy in this odd moment as a result of some drama. <laughs> it needs salt. <laughs> she loses it. She starts laughing because she knows what that's about. Mm. Um, and she was like, I'll be back. She goes off and comes back with a, just a rock. Rock <laughs> salt. Yeah. Just gives it to she, ha- she hands me a rock of salt. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you season your eggs, you eat them away. and um, What is it with you? Is that like a slang term for the people that live here? Uh, maybe east Eastern folk. What is it with you Eastern folk on your wet and slimy foods? <laughs> well, How do you respond to that, Delvin? Do you? You're wrapping up your wet yeah, and slimy food. Yeah, I, I look across and I'm just like, oh, we're allowed the freedom to enjoy the finer things, Brick. You'll get a taste for it eventually. We'll see. Okay. And then, uh, did you have something you were about to say? Oh, I roll out a map and I say to you guys, to Glindervale, and I point it on the map. Um, Medela, I got you some stuff. Uh, it's it's going to be a mite bit too big for you, though. And I lead her over the table, if she's willing to come. Yeah, she sort of cautiously walks to the table. And I open the bag, I pull out like a little pouch and, and rope, and I say, um, now, 
I recommend taking off all your jewels and all your finery and putting them in this bag and tying it around your waist and keep it safe and keep it close to you. And then put on these clothes up in your room and um, it'll be best if you look a little bit less conspicuous. She's com- she's sort of computing what you're saying. She's like, except for the sentimental things, surely. Well, you have them close to you, but... The problem is, if we're going around shining wealth, we got this big beacon that'll make most bandits run away and... She looks confused, like shining wealth, like... Oh, (laughs) people like your trinkets, and they'll try and take them off you. And they won't ask nicely. She, um, she gathers the things and sort of wanders Mm -hmm. off, brick, I'm assuming, clomping after her, Mm -hmm. uh, and returns. She had wrapped up in a bag... Uh, all of her, in her mind, valuable things, and given them to Brick. Um, but she comes no, back. I she could tie the like I gave her the things so she could wear. No, no, them. she wants. She Brick wants Brick to, to have them. Yeah. Okay. And she, um, she comes back wearing very baggy. Sort of <laughs> tries to tie it all up. It looks a, a little bit ridiculous. She does mm-hmm. not look normal. <laughs> it's that's just fine. not normal attire. But it's not as obvious as she's not obviously attire. a Phelan. That's what. Except that she has a vibrant gold necklace uh, with inlaid with gems. And she says, except the sentimental things. This was my mother's. You understand. She says, um, she sort of catches her breath as sort of tears start to well up and she shakes it off. But I'm like, of, of course, dear. I guess at... Uh at distance, you're not as obvious, and it doesn't look too like it's tucked under yeah. the shirt. But you, you know, it's it's very valuable. All of her rings and trinkets were, but we probably need an oversized hessian robe for you too. You're big, but you're you're not so big. You couldn't just be an abnormally large uh, folk from Greydale. I'm two foot wide. I'm gonna say he's too big to be an abnormally but large. The folk were much smaller than the. F- the Phelan Coal are seven to eight feet tall. You're 6'11", right? Yeah, I'm, I'm short, but I'm still really fucking You're, high, you're like. seven foot-ish, which was six short 11. for a Phelan so Coal. He's very short for a Phelan. It's on his profile at 6'11", right? Mm. Even so... he's like a, You're like a shrimp by Phelan Coal. His like, biceps are like the okay. waist of a normal man. Okay. Like, they are, he's huge. Mm. He's very heavily muscled, even for a short Phelan Coal. So, no, he doesn't look passable <laughs> as a Graydon, but... And, uh, he is wearing all the silks and stuff, so that can be changed. Yeah. Medela, perhaps you're a, a cousin of our friend Catalina here? How How so? Well, I'm just trying to come up with a reason why. Uh, it sounds like the punchline to a joke. A Thanissian, a Phelan, a Barrowin, and a Phelan could walk into a bar and they walk out with one good breakfast between them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you also notice, aside from her necklace, she does have gold weave through her hair. Mm. Um, that doesn't look like it would cool. be simple to take out, so that's like, sort of there too. Put your hood up while we're travelling. Okay, and she, mm. she does that. Um, c- cousin, uh, the old man said you are a diplomat. Perhaps business? Um, yes. Uh, perhaps an emissary? Uh my parents were emissaries. She's sort of like, and then she starts to well retreat from the conversation a little. Look, so to meet up with you're trying to sort of change the subject. 
to meet up with your family, we're going to have to travel down this lovely river um, and we're also possibly going to go past Iron Eye. Do I know much about Iron Eye? You do know about Iron Eye. Mm-hmm. Iron Eye is the... Assuming I know what you're talking Yes, Iron Eye. Yeah. Yay, let me switch to the map. <laughs> Yay. Hang on a second. Okay. Iron Eye is the beginning of a, a Y intersection where the Northern River uh, goes up to the Barrows and then the river that you will be travelling down and following connects to Felton. Uh, Iron Eye is the meeting point and is also considered to be the last re- truly Graydon town. Um, beyond that, the, the populations of Barrowans and foreigners outweigh uh, Graydon's. Any Graydon people generally are pretty peaceful and actually like don't like trouble or the attitudes of city folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also uh, probably where the the guard rotations uh, sort of end as far as being a formal town where the grey guard patrol and, and work. Beyond that, it's sort of more militia towns. Okay. Um, how far is uh, Felton from that? Like how many days travel? Is that roughly? Two full days travel if cool. uninterrupted. There is a yep. town halfway through which Delvin is familiar with because he grew up in it when he was very, very young. Cool. Um, uh, you also passed through it like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Felbrook, yes, you passed Felbrook. Felbrook. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you'll be Great. going back through Felbrook um, and Delvin probably won't have. I'm going to say all of Delvin's trades will have been between Rafton and Felton mm-hmm. um, and that sort of new path there and then up in the barrows and into the mountains. So it will be a long time since Delvin has revisited his hometown, certainly since he's become a wealthy trader. Is everyone happy with that plan? Sounds good to me. Um, Brick, something's been troubling me. Yes. I've been thinking about it all morning. I have to know, mate. What did you do with the wolves? (laughs) (laughs) Um... So on the journey in <laughs> to contextualize in episode zero, chapter zero, uh, they the Brick and Delvin were attacked by wolves, and Brick did carry the two wolves. I'm going to say when the flames were seen, uh, anything that wasn't essential was let go of as you both approached the ashes. So they're uh, just not too far from the outside of town are some wolf corpses now, probably starting to rot. <laughs> yeah, start to probably smart a bit, smell a bit, you know. Mm. They are east of town. Maybe we leave them, hey? Did we need them? We were going to sell the hide, remember? But there ain't many people in the market for it around here anymore. Very well. All right, well, rest in peace, gentle corpses. (laughs) May the worms enjoy you more than we ever could. And on that note, the party begins to gather their things, load up a wagon, um, and uh, I would say uh, uh, Pemble had arrived the next morning with some supplies and, and things, including a, a cart horse. Um, but you, n- no one's expected to be riding. Um, <laughs> if you know there were horses, they've probably been taken, and also he's aware that you've got brick with you, so you're not going to be riding. Um, but you do have a horse and cart. Cool. Um, a bunch of supplies and rations. Uh, some, some weapons for shame. protection. 
You what, sorry? I sigh and say it's a shame. Damn, ain't no riding horses I've been practising. Mm. You know that the closer you get into to Greydale, the more and more quality horses there are. Uh, wonderful. Probably something you've always been curious about too. Absolutely. Very, very well known and, and sought after horses, great cool. horses. Um, and then you pack up, ready to head off for the day. I'm going to make a roll now that will count for next week, specifically about how uh, travels and, and mm-hmm. the general consensus of the, what's the word, uh, the exodus from town. Uh, has affected everything and how that's all gone. I'm just going to make a quick roll. That was a two. two. That Uh-oh. was a two. Great. Good to know what I have to work with. On that note, that is the end of Chapter 1 of Iron Spire. Thank you all so much for joining us. That's uh, that's everything Ooh. all set up, ready to go. So it's Can all... it be next week already? <laughs> I know, right? I'm not ready to stop. I just want a sausage first and then I'll keep going. <laughs> This was really fun. Thank you so much. We're about to go have an after party <laughs> with uh, Discord um, and hang out with Twitch chat a little bit, bit longer. Um, so if anyone wants to join us for that in future, if you're watching on YouTube or listening in podcast, you can follow us on Twitch. Uh, of course, if you're a patron, you'll have noticed uh, there were some really cool artworks through the course of this video. If you're listening on the podcast, you'll see them through thumbnails and things as well. And you can go to the World Amble page at worldamble.com slash no, it's tabletoptime.com slash sunder, um, and that will be built out. But that is a, a direct result of the patronage and the support we have from our community that enables us to make such a high-quality production. We're going to continue to increase the quality of 